सो वी हैव रीटा जयरथ मैम शी इज वन ऑफ माई आइडल्स फॉर फिटनेस फॉर लाइफ मंत्रास एंड फॉर अ लॉट ऑफ अदर थिंग्स दैट वील बी टॉकिंग अबाउट वेरी सून शी इज एन आई एफ बी बी प्रो एथलीट विच मीन्स दैट शी इज एन इंटरनेशनल फेडरेशन ऑफ बॉडी बिल्डिंग प्रो एथलीट विच इज अ बिग डील आई एम ट्राइंग टू पिन अ कॉमेंट हेयर सो दैट यू गाइज कैन सी हु वी आर टेकिंग लाइफ टूडे um she is also a world peace ambassador she is a writer she is a columnist uh, a model a dancer and an entrepreneur so she is a lot of things um she's also uh, bought products from redesign which we were very proud of which which was a lot of fun uh, so today we are getting to pick her brain about her journey because it's back backstage and we talk about the journey of uh, these amazing people and how they came about uh, doing what they do her journey has taken her from um new york to vegas to madrid spain prague czech republic everywhere i mean um just before doing the session she was training fitness trainers on macronutrients so you can imagine the kind of expert that this uh, person is so without much ado i think i'm going to take her live here and uh, eventually when more people join we're going to ask her some interesting questions and if you guys feel there are a lot of questions you want to ask please feel free uh, we'd be happy to pass them on to her hi ma'am hi <laughs> good to see you <laughs> good to see you too finally we've got you on our insta live i couldn't be more excited to do this session yes yes i'm very excited and great yes great so uh, ma'am redesign uh, you you know about us and uh, our audience yes, uh, is uh, from the age group of 22 to 40 all young artists designers and a lot of creative people a uh, lot of people who are trying to follow their passion and i think uh, you are uh, you are going to be a huge role model for these people when we introduce you to them and i hope a lot of people uh, join us and watch this episode also so uh, i've i've given a, i've tried to give a sort of an introduction from my understanding would you please take a few minutes and uh, tell us about you and your journey uh well uh, you've already told you know me i am and uh, that goes without saying that i'm uh, into bodybuilding but that's you know actually big to part of my life uh, initially i was uh, you know you know i i am uh, i passed out of school in and uh, college in 80s so uh, that was long back and so um, you know we didn't have gyms so i was actually one of the first few women who were uh, who started bodybuilding and uh, how i oh. got into it was a very uh, different different and in a very unconventional way uh, my son was already 15 years old uh, in uh, 2004 he was already 15 years old and uh, so he wanted to go to the gym and he was okay. he is actually uh, you know unfortunately he is an autistic child and uh, he needed help from me he couldn't have managed it on his own for sure and in those days uh, you know when i was younger then we had the hema malini and dharvinder we were not having the muscular <laughs> bodies like rithik and tagish shrofs they had yeah. in these days and so uh, you know and- Because he needed 
help and he had all his uh, you know psychiatric disorder and uh, all the trouble that he was he was facing so uh, as a mother i had to accompany him and i went to the gym and then you know a lot of people were telling me that uh, women should not be doing weight training why are you doing that and uh, uh, this child cannot do it and so you know what happens you tell a woman to that she cannot do something and then you just got to watch her you know so she will <laughs> go ahead to it the very same and in those days um, i was uh, kind of uh, i had to prove myself that uh, women can do weight training so i needed to study i did my education in uh, uh, you know in uh, body in fitness and uh, uh, life sciences all over again and i did my postgraduate diploma from the tamil nadu university i did my uh, courses uh, diplomas and certifications from us and uh, then finally uh, in india you know the uh, women who were who were even allowed to compete were kind of just judged by one criteria as the level of muscularity they didn't have you know a structure oh. uh, and the mandatory poses that are there now in the international federations uh, you know uh, the way it is presented on the world standards so i had to go abroad and i trained with a very legendary uh bodybuilders like uh, Dennis James and uh, Fakhri Mubarak and Shannon Day you know who were doing it all at the olympia level so yeah. uh, it was kind of a blessing in disguise that uh, since we didn't have in india and i was forced to travel there and so uh, you know i happened to just do learn from the best and i competed uh, in countries abroad and uh, that is how yeah. i got bodybuilding so it was you know long after my son had grown older also he's <laughs> also <laughs> wow that's amazing so almost 16 years in the journey of bodybuilding right almost 16 years yes yes the difference is that wow you know, that's amazing and you've picked up pursuits uh, on the way yeah. uh you your voice is cracking <laughs> yeah yeah ma'am i'm just getting the same network issue but uh, yeah sorry you were saying no you should ask your question again please because i just yeah i was saying uh, that was that was 16 years um, ago when you started your journey and uh, we're in 2020 today and you've also picked up uh, multiple pursuits on the way uh, of classical dance so was that part of your journey uh, before you started bodybuilding or uh, was that something no, that uh, came along the way child uh, when i was very young uh, i was uh, you know my father was in the air force and he used to uh, you know he was uh, in charge of education of pilots in the flying instructor school in chennai so okay. uh, he because i was in the air force in chennai uh, bharatnatyam was something which everybody was doing and i uh, tried a lot but i have uh, had kind of a difficult journey my mother had schizophrenia and she was very sick uh, so i you know once my father retired i i pursued bharatnatyam but i had to leave it uh, you know so it was my dream in my life to complete my arangatram and you know uh, make it a full fledged journey so uh, i got into bodybuilding because of my son and uh, you know because he had this psychiatric disorder so it was about 20 years that i did nothing for myself and i had so many incomplete dreams so i think for youngsters i must say one thing that you should value the presence of life and the time that you have it is so precious uh, because you know you don't have enough time later and then you got to do it all together like me 
but I won't let this life go waste. I have to do whatever I was uh, destined destined to do, and so I uh, restarted it, and now I'm doing it with a very very good teacher. Uh, you know, and so I, you know, God gives it back to you. You know, I have a very good teacher at the Tamil Nadu Bhavan, and so I'm. Uh, uh, although I'm from Punjab, but I'm just, you know, uh, I'm just freaking out on that, and I'm so happy. I'm so blessed that, you know, I, I, at this age, I'm still able to pursue it. Uh, but you know, uh, so all the things that I had left behind, uh, academics. Uh, you know, I'm doing everything together again. So, uh, you know, that is something I would like to tell the uh, younger generation that, uh, you know, time doesn't come back. So whatever you want yeah. to do is happening. Just let it happen and do it. That's that's really valuable man, because uh, I can't even imagine because I read through the article uh, in your bio and uh, I was moved uh, to say the least because uh, at this point, uh, and I'm just, I'm 28, um, the kind of pressures that we have in college and with career and it, that, you know, this is too much to take and whatnot. So I was, this was going to be a personal question as well as for everybody who is uh, right now watching and it's part of redesign because they're all artists. They all want to follow their passion and, you know, follow something in the creative industry. So, uh, how to manage uh, mental stress? How did you get through it? Like, what was going on in your mind in that time? Uh, okay, I, I, I'll tell you two things. Uh, the first thing is that, you know, when I was a child, uh, you know, since the time I was born, uh, my mother was very sick. Uh, she used to get hallucinations and she used to respond to them. And we had no life at all. So, uh, you know, my uh, whole young age, uh, when I, by young age, I mean the childhood and teenage. And then that passed, you know, just with the dream of uh, having a normal family sometime in my life. Uh, so later on, when my son had uh, autism, you know, so I had actually nothing to look forward to. And uh, I uh, really took it upon myself that this is a challenge that I need to conquer. And uh, so a lot of doctors said that he will not be able to speak, but I... Uh, was, you know, all out with therapeutic modalities and studying about that. And that taught me a lot of life lessons. Now, giving up 20 years of my life and, uh, you know, becoming semi-dependent on somebody because I had to look after my son, it comes, uh, you know, it comes with a lot of uh, humiliation that you need to go through in the society uh, with a special child, uh, with a special mother, and then, you know, the uh, financial repercussions of that. Uh, so I knew that deep inside me, I had that fire right from the beginning that I'm, I have the drive to excel. And I did not let that die. I kept that uh, uh, dream uh, like a dormant uh, volcano that when the time comes, I'm going to let it out and I, I will not uh, go away. I will try till the end of my life. There's so many things that, uh, you know, we don't, um, we don't have control over. So actually, just a couple of days back, I had a uh, kind of a discussion, not an argument really, with a very, very senior uh, army officer. He's a major general, and I really respect him a lot. Uh, but what happened was that uh, he said that he's going to give an inspirational talk that you should never surrender. And army people don't do, as I know my father is, you know, a defense officer. I mean, he yeah. was a defense officer. They never do. You know, they will die before this. You know, they will never surrender. You know, you see him. They the army uh, thing that happened, you know, in Galvan. Yeah. Uh, so they will give their lives, but they don't surrender. That's one thing they'll never do. Uh, but, you know, uh, in life, 
uh, you know, what I spoke about surrender is that you need to surrender before the will of God. There are certain things that you don't have control over. And you keep doing your work uh, with a parallel sense of detachment. You have to detach yourself uh, from the uh, outcome of your work. Uh, you may or you may not get the result that you desire because that is not in your control. And actually, that is the essence of Bhagavad Gita. So when I yeah. told him this, yeah, I told him that actually, you when, you when the army officers say that we don't surrender, I said, so many people, unfortunately, uh, they were martyred. You know, they died, they, but they did not give up. But they cannot decide the result. The result was still decided that they, their lives went away. So you cannot, uh, you know, attach yourself to the result. So my, my process is that I must uh, pursue my journey. So all the artists who think that, uh, you know, whether we'll be able to reach those heights, uh, that is destiny that you do not have control over. There is politics in every field. You name it and you have it. Even if in a, in a small little tiny household, you have politics. Uh, even husband and wife and even children and mothers and children, they, everybody, there's politics everywhere. So you don't have control over the minds of other people and the lifestyles, uh, situations and the now because, you know, man uh, proposes and God disposes. We have all had so many plans, but a little virus, you know, messed it all uh, for all of us. Right. So, um, you say that you uh, kind of if you want to make God laugh, then you just tell God your future plans and then God will laugh, uh, have a good laugh. So, uh, you know, uh, I said that don't attach yourself to the outcome. The moment you have detached yourself from the result, that whether you're going to make it big or not, and you are focusing on the process and the journey of, uh, you know, uh, pursuing that career, the, the journey of uh, improving and, you know, everyday baby steps as an artist, when you're improvising on whatever art, whether it is dance or whether it's painting or whether it's poetry. So the journey of improvising, the journey of... Uh, you know, getting more and more people in your caravan. That is the beauty of the entire process of that art. So, uh, you know, th that is that is one thing that should really motivate everybody because even if I'm on day one today, uh, you know, my, my focus should be that I'm going to pursue it whatsoever. Even if I'm going to pursue it for one day, two day, whether I make it big, so that your enjoyment will start from day one, that I'm improving. Right. The graph is up. So that, that is enough. You should be happy because you're able to do it. Forget about winning, losing, or reaching. The, the very fact that you're able to pursue and do it and enjoy the process of being in that art, that should be the biggest motivator. And uh, the, the second, uh, you know, you, you, my, my journey is no longer personal. Uh, there's uh, somebody who's writing a very nice book on me. In fact, uh, I'm just redoing. We are doing the proofreading now. So uh, you Oh, how that. amazing. Yes. Yeah, that's going to be good. And uh, eventually you'll see a lot more of that. So it's not going to remain uh, private. <laughs> I can tell you, confess one thing, that for many years, I did not talk about my son. You know, I kept it a secret. And a lot of people even didn't know that I have a son in the first place. Um, uh, fortunately, uh, you know, fitness pursuits keep us uh, slightly younger than we uh, actually are in our chronological yes. age. So, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't know about who I am, where I am, what's my background. And it was one fine day when, uh, you know, his he's learning classical music. And I took wow. him out uh, for a performance where there were children, special children. And, uh, you know, that was a foundation working for uh, such children. 
and uh, i was sure that nobody will make fun of him or tease him or anything like that and when i took him there and finally he sang a song i got uh, you know a lot of uh, uh, mothers approaching me they wanted me to talk about how i even managed that much because uh, for our district children they're not even vocal they don't even speak and he's singing is doing classical music now and uh, i thought that uh, i have uh, it's not uh, fair to keep you know keep it uh, keep silent about yeah. it lot of mothers they need me to uh, go and speak out and so i got uh, associated with a few organizations in fact uh, there is one organization by the name of luani in uk and okay. uh, so i've been working very closely with them uh, and bringing it all to india so Uh, you know i'm i i really want that in india there should be laws for uh, special children uh, who are um, you know when the parents are not there you know if i'm not worried till the time i am alive uh, i keep myself fit so that i can uh, serve my family till the end of my life but once i'm not there uh, it's a harsh world and uh, for that we need laws uh, all the laws are in the favor of physically handicapped people and uh, you know but the mentally sick people they cannot think anybody can uh, you know abuse them put them in mental hospitals right. uh, do any damage to them and so uh, we need to take care of that part so i am really looking forward to uh, bringing about such changes now in the society ma'am i am uh, i i have literally no words because there was in in what you just said first of all i am really looking forward to the book because i am sure there is so much that i am going to pick your brains on in this 45 minute session but there is so much that i'll be able to read and go through the journey um and um, just just the uh, essence of what you said because this is something that we we are all going through in duration of corona and uh, all the stress that is mounting up in people's lives because of uh, uh, lack of pursuit and uh, so much of conversation around mental health uh, which has become a center topic which was sort of ignored and i'm so uh, inspired to say the least of your uh, strength and uh, courage to have that conversation with uh, people and you know bring that to the center light that these conversations need to happen and um, you know to normalize uh, the requirement the necessity of a conversation in the first place because then it will probably be addressed uh, but like you said uh, um, about geeta and uh, the lessons that come from it about you know uh, declaring what you want from the universe and letting it go out there and still doing your uh, you know thing every day just like you do reps uh, when you when you're following a fitness schedule right uh, i've i've just gotten into it we uh, both gotten into it me and sathya have gotten into it sometime back and just hearing that from you is so reassuring i can't even tell you so thank you so much for saying that um i really have a question and this is a personal question i wanted to ask you i'm sure a lot of people are going to have this um so when you're following your journey and you through to some point right and the, there are some results that that you see some you're not able to see and it's okay because you're enjoying the process but then a fear of failure uh, steps in sometimes uh sometimes these mini failures stop you from uh pursuing your goal further um and that sort of becomes a hindrance to the rhythm that you you know had uh, just got because of the effort that you were putting in so you've got tremendous experience to tell us how to deal with that so how do we deal with that 
no, uh, you know, uh, when I went to train with Dennis James, uh, you know, my my business partner told me that yes, you must train with him because he's seen the maximum number of failures. And uh, uh, okay, I I will confess one thing. This is uh, I'm not really uh, publishing too much about it, but there's a film being made on me. Now, uh, oh. you know, now there were other bodybuilders on whom films and sportsperson, you know, on whom films have been proposed actually. But uh, now what happens is that I spoke to that person and there's so many bodybuilders and, and films are being made on them. Uh, you know, where does my film stand and, you know, uh, so on. And the male bodybuilders are more popular and they have, uh, they have done all their social media marketing. I haven't done that. I'm just the way I am. <laughs> so uh, he said, no, we don't want uh, success stories. We want failure stories, and I have seen more failures than successes, and I'm the, I'm very proud of it, because uh, the more failures you see, you know, you will know that this doesn't work, this doesn't work, and by the end of your career, you know, you know how you know how to move around. Uh, so a lot right. of people may take undue advantage of you, they may hurt you, and you may be just very very clear and straight, but you keep on building your credibility over a period of time. You keep on demonstrating your strength and, you know, your ability and your resilience. But what happens is that uh, when you've seen a lot of failures, uh, you know, you know that I am not doing it for the result. I'm doing it for the process of being able to do it. And now when it comes yeah. to bodybuilding, uh, suppose uh, there's bodybuilding, I go for a competition. I have control over doing my best. I can perform my best. But I don't know which athlete will come from which country. There may be athletes from Europe and they may have uh, tremendous uh, genetics and the best of uh, gyms and, uh, you know, their uh, resources and so on. And, uh, the, you know, they, they, for them, they don't have to travel. They don't have to spend that much of money. Right. They, all the people in the local federations, they may have everything in their favor. So I'm not going to win every time. I may win, like in Europe, they, they, at that time when I was competing, uh, there were, it was all nearly a rule, you know. My coach from Kuwait, uh, Ahmed Askar, you know, he actually told me that uh, they will not let uh, people who are not from this continent, you know, non-Europeans, they'll not let them win it. Really? He's, well, he's, um, you know, Ahmed Askar is training, training the, all the Olympia champions. You know, he trains Big Ramy. He was training all the, you know, biggest of biggest people. Uh, so, you know, uh, they had to... Uh, I'm sorry, I'll have to... No, no problem. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that is why they, uh, they he, was, he told me that the uh, Europeans will not let Indians win. So you'll have to just compromise here. So I used to tell body training, building athletes, you know, when they fail, that we have learned how to exercise. We have learned how to maintain a healthy lifestyle. Uh, we have learned form, technique. And even if a woman goes and mops uh, the floor in the kitchen, uh, you know, you know, in her home. She's going to sit down with the correct stance. When she's going to bend, she's not going to have a kyphosis in her erector spinae. She's going to bend down uh, using, engaging her glutes muscle because that's so much in the uh, muscle memory. And, and right. any athlete in the world, no matter what sport it is, they have a very uh, short shelf life. They're going to compete for say eight to 10 years. And okay. no matter or they won't compete uh, lifelong. But when you get the pictures, experience, training, and uh, conditioning of your mind, uh, you know, getting over failures and learning to rise up again, that will manifest itself into every aspect of your life. 
and so uh, uh, failures is a beautiful thing to happen how you rise up after that and how you utilize it to do so many like once i left bodybuilding i was able to use the strength i got from bodybuilding to do my bharatnatyam uh, whatever i learned in theory i'm taking classes uh, so uh, i am now an international judge so i am still associated with the international league and uh, i'm well you know wh- whatever your trophies and medals are they will keep lying somewhere in a box or somewhere in the drawing room like the you know they will just lie there what you really uh, get out of this is the camaraderie that you have developed backstage you know the group of yeah. friends the relationships and that will help you at every step of your life the respect that you have earned uh, so failures are are something uh, which you know teach you so much about life and they make you a better human being they make you more compassionate they don't let arrogance steep in lot of people who have won uh, mr you know arnold classic or amateur olympia oh my god they are so arrogant they think they are uh, huge celebrities and you know some superior being but if you have had even two or three failures you will be a good kind human being and you know that you have failed in spite of working hard in spite of being very good so uh, you know be uh, having to fail is a beautiful thing i think you should be very proud if you fail many times got it got it thank you so much for validating that first of all because um, for everyone who's watching and for uh, me specifically at this point in time when we're trying to you know give a platform for people who are trying to follow their passion and in doing that we are following our passion uh, there is so many mistakes that we make and uh, coming from you it's a huge uh, huge um, i think i must say it's it puts me at peace to know that it's okay to fail although you know you read all these books and they say that you know it's okay to fail and you know count your failures and everything but you've been through it and uh, yeah, thank you so much for it hard way <laughs> but you know the journey teaches you so much what happens is you know you accumulate even if you're failing you have accumulated knowledge and then you know you are kind of recycling that and then you're reusing that you're applying that and then you uh, you 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 do better in something else so uh, you know at the end every little 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 of success player failure combination stories they accumulate if you don't give up at the end you will be somewhere you know so uh, yes that that goes without saying thank you so much ma'am i mean uh, I, this is uh, also something uh, i think uh, we would want to know because i was reading a column that you had written for uh, crunch magazine and uh, uh, the t- the title was habits uh, decide your goal and about maintaining habits uh, a beautiful article there was so much of value to take away from it um, just wanted uh, so you to speak about you know, that i am so happy because uh, uh, i see uh, you know a lot of people they just see pictures in the magazines and in fact one of the shows i uh, so yeah. everybody was talking my photo was in the magazine i said why don't you read uh, there is so much <laughs> we have to do and uh, i was speaking to a lady in uk recently you know and she was saying that uh, you know you should write a book because the magazines probably nobody reads the articles and at the end of the month they put them aside and uh, so you you know whatever you, uh, you have you should be able to write a book and uh, publish that also it will stay with you the magazines won't stay with you and you know i'm going right. to tell her about it because uh, you can <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, she, she was telling me, you, you write a book, we'll publish it in the UK Parliament. But I'm going to tell her about you. That somebody read my article. I'm elated. How oh, sweet. <laughs> God, wow. <laughs> yeah. How sweet, ma'am. So... Oh God, I mean, I'm I'm an avid reader. I was trying to find more uh, columns that you had written, and uh, because uh, just in the first two paragraphs, it was so evident that it's coming from uh, so much in the personal journey that has happened. It's uh, real um, wisdom from experience, uh, which is the value for that is can't be put in the value of a book or the cost you pay for a magazine. It's just it's a life lesson to take away, and it stays with you. So. Uh, I was I was reading a book called Atomic Habits, very popular right now in the bestsellers. And then I read your article also. So I just wanted to uh, ask you about habit development, and um, because I think that it's a mix of science and art in bodybuilding and the discipline that goes behind, obviously. So, uh, what are your thoughts on that? And how does how do people like us who are youngsters, probably starting out, start to develop like concrete habits over time? See, a bodybuilding. You know, uh, if you leave competitive bodybuilding aside, bodybuilding is an all-encompassing art. So it involves, you know, even uh, physics, uh, biochemistry, kinesiology, music, rhythm, sports psychology, uh, because you're conditioning your mind to do something, you know, in a very repetitive way, and uh, get sore again, get tired again, and then recuperate and. Uh, you know, achieve super compensation and hypertrophy. So you're growing every day with progressive overload. So it's actually a very, very beautiful science. You are creating a piece of art out of a human body. Uh, you know, that is uh, something you see the Greek gods. You're you're actually sculpting yourself. So when you sculpt yourself, yeah. you're chiseling yourself. You're really cutting down yourself. You know, so uh, it, it's sometimes a painful journey, and sometimes it's very exhausting and can cause fatigue and so on. So when you when you're sore, you know you still wake up and uh, you're you're continuing to do. So that 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 uh, is a it, it in itself is a huge life teacher. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know the desire how you should you can maintain is that it it has to be from deep within you. You need to prioritize what is it that you really want. Uh, suppose you're uh, you know having a meal with uh, ten people and you're supposed to eat those macros which are cooked in a very bland way, uh, just with steam and uh, you know in, su in such a way that will not be very delectable, uh, obviously. But uh, and everybody is ha having all the cuisine in the world. But you know it is what you want. But uh, you know you but your relationship with the food, whether it is you are looking at the carbohydrates, proteins, and uh, you know, fats and minerals and so on, uh, to be able to perform and explore your potentials to the fullest, to perform your life activities. Is it that you want or, you know, you just want the, uh, you know, initial, the pleasure, the sensory pleasures that you're looking for. So mm. uh, one of the ways to decide is what, how you feel after you eat, after, uh, you know, 20, 30 minutes after you eat. Do you feel strong or do you feel weak or you are, you're not getting into a, you know, anorexic or bulimia or uh, any eating disorder, or you feel you're, you know, uh, detraining yourself in a certain way. So you, you have to listen to your inner self. And uh, when you, they say a champion is a person who gets up when, and does things when he doesn't feel like. Even when you don't feel like, you still have to go and do it. What happens in bodybuilding is you got to take off all your clothes and go on the stage. And you are going to be judged and be watched by thousands of people. There is no scope for a lie there. 
you know that is why i say that when they talk about bikini in women i say it's the most sacred dress because there is no scope for cheating you know every single repetition and every single gram of macronutrient that you've had is counted and accounted for you have been tired you have uh, exercised and trained even when you didn't feel like because uh, you know the uh, the idea the fear of failure is sometimes positive also uh because you know there are people who are looking up to you and you're going to go you may go there and uh you know people will say oh this is what it was it was just a big hype uh she has this she has a muscle imbalance and she had fat on her belly and uh, cellulite on her thighs and her uh, hamstring so you know uh, fearing all that will make you do it because you know right. that at the end you have to go to the uh, stage without your clothes and there is no scope for a lie there uh so that in itself becomes a motivation and also when you go to the gym i see a lot of people who are trained just to impress those three four people around you uh if you're a bodybuilder who is competing you are your uh, target should be the larger stage that when you're going to get a medal for your country that is uh, something that should motivate you you know your your goal should be big your dream should be big irrespective of failure then your journey is big and in the journey whatever right. you get is going to be bigger than you know those uh, impressing those few people number of people around you which can be very very counterproductive got it uh, ma'am i want actually uh, you just spoke about uh, one of the times when you win for your country and uh, i wanted uh, you to take a trip back the memory lane to one of the first times when you achieved that and what was that feeling like or what was that uh, experience uh if you could share and uh, how that might have changed the whole dynamic for you to pursue um uh, your passion oh yes that has happened many times uh, by god grace uh, god's grace you know although i have failed i have won also but uh, before that you know i i i would say that even when i failed uh, there was this lady jayan tana who is very close to arnold and uh, uh, there was a competition in barcelona where i represented india and i really didn't win anything and uh, she came up to me and said that everybody out there was saying oh that lady from india is excellent she has not won but uh, we didn't even expect uh, a woman from india to come and do a bodybuilding competition in europe you know so that was something which uh, uh she said that you know you made a mark you made a change and so uh, you know you are a champion for us uh that is one thing uh, you know which really made me positive and i can never forget that uh the second thing is that uh, when you actually win um you know in the initial years when i won competition uh, representing india uh, there was i used to travel all alone there was nobody from india even getting a federation uh, letter you know on ground reality was like a huge thing you know no oh objection and uh, you know there was there, there was a lot of suppression of athletes or to compete abroad and so uh, it was very 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 challenging time for me so even to go on stage and compete there uh, was huge so when i won a medal uh, there was literally nobody clapping for me and that's one of the reason i don't even have my oh. uh, photographs i don't have videos uh, so just uh, you know i have God. the two videos and uh, that is but in those days we didn't have social media to be very honest and not right. as ma'am what year was that which year was this 
uh, right from uh, 2004-5 to about, uh, you know, my last competition was in 2018 when I won my pro card. And that's the only uh, uh, competition where I have a video. Uh, so my uh, target used to be completely on winning the medal and the journey. So that is one of the mistakes I have made. And I really tell everybody now, make sure that you have a record of everything because one day it's going to end. And, you know, that is why photographs and uh, videos are so, so precious, you know. So in our days, we <laughs> have that uh, annual class photo, uh, black and white with that thing with the umbrella and uh, the camera. <laughs> if your eyes are closed, then you're gone. Your eyes are going to be closed forever in that black and white uh, picture. You know? <laughs> and we used to wait for days that the photograph comes. So I didn't uh, kind of pay attention to that. And that is why, you know, now I see athletes who come for six months and who have not done much, but uh, they have a huge uh, sort of following uh, but the older athletes you know who really worked hard in their times have not been able to make it uh, that big you know but it's fine I mean like I'm, I'm still happy uh, the people in the fraternity really I, I'm overwhelmed by the kind of love I get from everybody uh, that's fine you know but I uh, you know when it comes to uh, winning yes I don't have very many videos but yes when when the national anthem is played you know it's absolutely oh, it's ecstasy. You know, I, I literally, you know, get into tears. And, you know, because I've been through the experience, uh, you know, this would be interesting for you. As a judge, I stand. And uh, now, because I'm an international judge, and so there are people who from, you know, there was a girl from Tunisia who won or from some other country. When they win, I get to know the country later. But when their national anthem <laughs> is played, and I am a judge, I've given them the medal. I cry, start crying when they, you know, their national anthem oh, is played. So sweet. <laughs> So, because I know the feeling, you know, human beings are same everywhere. Uh, so I know I get emotional on stage, uh, you know, and then I also get very emotional on stage because I've been through it over and I've been through it all by myself, you know, all alone. Uh, so when I was winning a medal for country like um, in Arnold Classic, um, you know, I won it and then I just, you know, gathered my things and I came back to my hotel room. There was nobody uh, to clap for me and I didn't have a picture. So oh, with God. Great I would go down the stage and tell somebody, click a picture for me and then come back and post that. And the only people who would know it is the few people on uh, Facebook. <laughs> but uh, it's fine. It, it comes back. I you know? can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Man, because right now when people go out on Saturday nights, they take more pictures, I think, than when you've <laughs> taken at the end of your journey. Yes, it's, yes, it's yes. unimaginable. It's but no worries, ma'am. I think uh, it's something that will come through the book and uh, also with the movie that I'm going to be promoting all out. I can't wait for that to get made. If there is anything that we can do to uh, share that journey, because this is something that uh, we talk about a lot uh, when we when we talked about doing an interview with you, uh, that the generation just before us who was not that media friendly, uh, yes. Obviously, with the lack of technology, because it wasn't there, you didn't have handhold, handheld, you know, phones where you could take pictures. But that still being said, coming back with a medal down the stage and not having anybody there, I don't know. I would have fallen into a pool of tears. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I like, uh, and then at home, I have my son who wouldn't understand what a medal is. So it was a very lonely journey, but. Uh, but it's fine, you know, I, I'm sure you get it back, you know, and that is something uh, also, 
which must uh, be a very uh, you know inspiring thing for the youngsters that you know you get a medal and then you wait for 15 20 years and then uh, you know if your journey has been genuine people will look up to you and then you get the credit of that medal medal after 20 years so it's fine it comes back it, that it's coming it's coming ma'am it's it's on its yeah. way i am i can just feel it coming on the way because i yeah. so want this i i'm probably trying to imagine right now as you're speaking what that time might have been like but uh, i'd love to see that uh, be reenacted at the time of the movie um yes, yes. Uh, do you do you write like uh, do you write a journal because i think you write columns and uh, articles but uh, was writing something that helped you uh, through this no not not about my journey and uh, you know it's amazing it's been one and a half years since we've been working on this uh, script and uh, it was actually because of corona the film work had to start it couldn't start because of this covid-19 problem and you know the lady who was writing my uh, script she said that out of the screenplay i'm going to extract and convert it into a novel so that you can make audio cds because she can't wait but uh, uh, you know god is great you know i think out of all people uh the woman i have met and uh, you know she is uh, we uh, i never imagined having a friend you see uh, my mother was sick and my son was sick i've lived 90% of my life in isolation i never had a friend and this lady she is uh, because i had to live my life all over again in the last one and a half year and uh, she she kind of told me what happened at this stage and what was the date and what was the year and how it happened <laughs> tell me the series of even i narrated everything again and so i built oh, my life and i developed such a close bond with her uh, that you know and there is a 101% faith between us also you know regarding this work because as you know in films and books there are there's a lot of sensitivity there are people who are alive there are uh, yeah. you know there are legality money involved so the the faith is you know we have really gone beyond the far far beyond that so uh, you know the we, but writing i used to do i used to rewrite uh, my son's ncert book all over again i have written uh, you know it was very painful journey it's not easy uh, so i wrote his books in such a way so that he can understand and by heart those things very easily so i used to kind of rewrite the entire books and uh, in that i kind of did my schooling and uh, you know uh, university education almost uh, twice in my life and uh, <sighs> but that helped me to be able to write and to uh, you know reorganize and uh, you know reinstate sentences in a more uh, you know perceptible way and so uh, th- that has taught me a lot so i have r- written more of factual work uh, i would like to write uh, Uh, you My know, God. Uh, things the creative writing, but I, I really don't. There's no time at all, you know. I, I, uh, oh God, <laughs> I, I can't. I mean, maybe I'm lonely. You know? I said, I said, I'm not lonely. It's the same life I'm living. In fact, I, I became uh, more, much, much more busy because I learned Zoom and <laughs> all these things. How <laughs> <laughs> sweet that this God bless you. I mean. Uh, i think uh, again one of the articles uh, written about you which said that all uh, uh, celebrities are not legends and all legends are not celebrities and i am so proud of myself for being able to talk to you right now it's not even funny <laughs> it's really really inspiring man it's so so inspiring it's one of the most uh, enriching conversations i have had um, in the recent time in spite of all the distance and 
time i feel like we uh, i mean just the i really feel connected to the uh, everything that you're saying and um, thank you so much for that so okay that's a bit of technology you know because in uh, in today's world we have gone back and connected with our school uh, uh, school mates and uh, college mates over there like 30 35 years ago yeah. 36 years ago and uh, you know then we talk, talk to each other could you have ever imagined that you know we had something like <laughs> imagine even a mobile phone you know yeah <laughs> yeah computer the first time i got a computer was in 1991 or 92 i think and at that time we used to have this uh, word star and lotus and basic cobol <laughs> and even the mouse was in there you know so it absolutely virtual world is amazing right. it's really yeah right on such a it's uh, i mean because of uh, these platforms we're able to connect and have so many people get inspired at the same time and uh, i think uh, uh, going forward it's going to be an even bigger journey where we'll be able to talk about this more and more i really wish we uh, i mean this could go on as a conversation for such a long time because there's so much that i want to ask but uh, there is there is It few things that my uh, class uh, today uh, on macronutrients was for one and a half hour at the most and it went it went on for 3 hours you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the organizers went to sleep. I think because at the end I said, "Oh, better fitness for you." That's the company who's managing that. And I, told, I kept asking, and then I told all the students that I think we should just leave on our own. That they have just slept off. <laughs> Even in my magazines, you know, I exceed the word limit, and uh, you know, they tell me thousand words, and it comes to fifteen hundred words. So then they, they, they want more of it. It's fine. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Because I mean, there is so much value to take from uh, those conversations. I'm sure that you were just telling us about the three-hour session, and I'm sure they'll not go to leave you without your their questions being answered even after that. Yeah. So at the end, that's my email ID, and I told them that I will write to you uh, gradually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, uh, ma'am, I want to ask you uh, something that uh, uh, people who uh, I think one second we are facing a. network issue uh is this am i audible now okay uh and there's something that uh, people uh, who are in the chat uh, something that we uh, opened up the questionnaire to wanted to ask you uh, there are people who are right now going through a phase of loneliness and they're feeling down in their lives and uh, uh, sort of between the age of 25 to 35 some a little more old as well uh, what would you uh, want to tell them or what advice would you give them on how to manage their own emotions or increase emotional intelligence in this time uh, okay there are two three sides to it you know uh, first of all uh, you need to uh, of course in better times uh, the first thing you need to develop is that you need to learn to live with yourself uh you know you are your own best friend so if you feel that you are feeling lonely sad when you're alone uh then uh you're in bad company uh so you know you need to be able to live with yourself uh secondly life is very precious and being alone is the most beautiful thing actually and because it is only when you are alone you can think for yourself uh, you can you know explore your inner self and fulfill your need for self actualization 
so uh, first of all don't look at uh, being alone as being negative uh, it's a very positive and happy thing to happen because you have so much freedom to be yourself do what you want to i think it's the height of freedom you know i mean like it's a um, it's it's a wonderful thing it's just indescribable uh you can you can pursue a few hobbies you know or something which you always wanted to do uh, but that sounds like a cliche you know when you're already feeling dejected uh, you may not like it and these are the habits which are built when you are you know when you're not forced to do something you know you uh, otherwise you may be alone all the time but you know you have an option the moment you feel lonely you can go and change but now uh, when you're lonely you have no choice but to stay uh, it's a very good idea to have a pet you know uh, but i agree that it may not be practical uh, for everybody uh, but i'm sure there's nobody uh, you know uh, very old that as old that they may not feel like taking a dog for a walk but to have a pet uh, because uh, you know especially dogs they have they have a sense of divine in them uh, because they are so uh, uh, genuine you know they are so uh, real and so faithful and they they have that innocence in them and uh, they can never go wrong with their love Uh, so it's a very good idea to have a pet it and of course uh, they can uh, do so much on social media uh, you can work on themselves they can exercise and they know that once this covid is over uh, they they should be striving to become better in some way you know whether it's building a hobby or uh, now we have uh, like my son is doing online music classes now uh you oh. know we do we to do my to do bharatnatyam classes online but i cannot do it all the time it doesn't really work <laughs> uh but uh, it's not working for me <laughs> but we try we done a bit of it not as well as it is that happens in real but you know now i'm uh, doing more of online classes and a lot of writing work and catching up replanning rescheduling my life that uh, what i can do it's a very good time to introspect so i would just say that don't look upon this time negatively you know make the most of it and once this time is over everybody is going to miss this time a lot you know they are yeah. really going to miss this time uh, because this is the most precious time in our lives i think it is if you really want to reinvent yourself completely and analyze that who is your well wisher and who is not and you know uh, you have time for everything in normal people say oh i don't have time i want to do this i don't have time i want to do that uh, now we want to see who did what in these uh, you know 60 to 90 days i haven't right. stepped out of my house for 90 days and like i'm i'm damn cool you know i'm the happiest person in the world <laughs> i'm so happy that that um, that's really inspiring man because a lot of people in isolation have uh, developed sort of a like you said tendency to uh, you know self hate and uh, a lot because we see a lot of uh, those conversations from young people which is very surprising so i'm hoping that they've heard you and uh, they'll take away from so this because there is whatever happens is a, it is your own disposition you are responsible for yourself uh, sushant singh's rajput's death was very very unfortunate but there are people who are living through far far more uh, unfortunate situations uh, there are yeah. skills that you need to learn when you are you fail uh, when there is politics around you and uh, somewhere down the line uh, you know when you are young the parents have the responsibility to bring about a little uh, spiritual uh, enhancement in every uh by spiritual you know i don't want to mix it with religion you know that you need to do uh, you know, all those ritualistic things but you know to uh, uh, connect with your inner self as a human being and know the value of life the presence of life once it's gone uh, you know uh, sushant singh rajput was loved and adored by 
thousands and thousands of people you know he had everybody uh, but it's kind of a metaphorical death you know there is one more person mac cobain in 1997 he died at the age of 27 uh, he right. died suicide and it was like a very very metaphorical death when you everybody you know they you need a pursuit in life when you have too much of everything uh, you know then you are uh, overlooking your blessings and he kind of had so much he was rich he was famous he kind of had so much of everything that he had nothing to look forward to he had nothing to look forward in life it has happened But... with me in so many fields believe you me i live i've lived my life with uh, psychiatric patients all my life and i have been isolated and not been accepted as a part of so many societies uh, that you know uh, uh, you know that i am different and uh, i am like uh, i have always been very unconventional and all top on top of that one of the first women bodybuilders of india and bodybuilder oh my god women bodybuilder yeah. going up with me living alone uh, you know ridiculous so i have uh, i have faced this isolation to a, a next level extreme and that has taught me to live in isolation uh very happily so when nobody wanted me then i had to befriend myself uh and i want to be alive till the end of my life to look after my son i want to serve my son to the end of my life so one day my father came and told me that uh, you don't have to look after me i will look after you because after i die uh, you, i am going to continue to live uh, through you so i am obliged to you i am thankful that i got to become a father and i my my paternal instincts were satisfied so as a father he never told me like most of the indian fathers do we have given birth to you we have brought you up now look after us it's not a business deal you know it it is unconventional unconditional love so uh, as a father he wanted to take care of me and thank me till he grew older so uh, he knew i was looking after a special child and uh, you know he cooked for me in his last days so that oh, i could look after my child so uh, that was his greatness that was unconditional love and that is why parents are so divine and uh, uh, if parents are going to tell their tell their children to uh, give them back and serve them back and they're going to love them only if the children are going to succeed uh, then you know i uh, my son is not going to succeed i'm going to help him in all his failures so uh, you know you should look at people who are doing such things and so that that, that makes you feel more grateful you know so uh, when you are detaching yourself from the idea of success or getting back something you are doing uh, unconditional unconditional service unconditional love and unconditional work so that gives you a kind of freedom it gives freedom to the soul so that helps you through you know because i have lived it uh, day to day every single uh, day of my life right. all the day you know it's more than five decades so uh, you 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 must learn from and uh, you must learn life skills you know instead of getting lonely and seeing the negativity yeah uh, there's so much you know there's so much to learn in this world and uh, if not anything else you have uh, television you know it's fine <laughs> but just be happy <laughs> just be happy right uh, ma'am unfortunately uh, it's almost an hour and instagram cuts the live session after an hour yeah. uh but i had at least five or six other questions there were so many uh, things that i uh, wanted to ask you but uh there is so much i'm taking away from this conversation uh as a as a friend i feel uh, i i don't know i there is i just hope that everybody is who, who's heard because the comment section has been flowing with uh, people asking you for advice uh 
uh, I wanted you to uh, share some books uh, for spirituality, but very soon again, uh, I'm going to do a post which talks about that because this is something that just came in. Uh, we have another a minute and a half, so I'd like to thank you for uh, doing this session, and I'm really looking forward to the book and the movie and uh, connecting after the live to talk about. Uh, I'll I'll try to become sort of a medium from from everyone in redesign to bring you the questions and in the meantime get all the benefit of your experiences i i would love to you know my <laughs> sessions are uh, you know that was a paid session i had uh, charged for that because of course that's uh, you know <laughs> that was something i deserve but you know i made sure that you know they they feel and after that i got a lot of messages that this is value for money if somebody has paid me money i feel very very responsible so i really went all out of right. my way and I, i love to answer questions you know it's not money is not the priority but i love to answer questions i love to connect and i'm overwhelmed when people ask me questions because uh, they trust my judgment and my reasoning so i really right ma'am we're actually starting something called uh, craftyninja.club which is a, a membership platform which you, where you choose uh, say a limited number of people who pay you per month uh, as a membership um, and uh, then you can you know give them a certain amount of time say 15 sessions a month or five workshops a month we're soon launching that so we'd be excited killer excited to have you on that platform which we're launching in the next 60 days so uh we'll let you know about that very soon so last 30 seconds uh but um, thank you so much for uh, doing this session and for inspiring us and uh, for buying redesign because that's where it started and we're so glad that you liked it and yes, uh, we'll see you it. soon ma'am and uh, so much uh, leave the live session you know i would like my son to watch it so you you'll be saving it i believe Yeah, yeah, man. We'll be saving it. We'll be posting it on our redesigns Instagram, and we'll share it with you. I'll share the link. Uh, we'll also be doing a post. So, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. And thank you. Thank you so much, man. And thank you. Thanks to everybody who joined in also. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. I I look forward to connecting with you very soon. Sure. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye, guys. Uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, see you on the next episode of Backstage. And stay inspired, please. Watch this episode over and over again, and uh, send all your love to Rita, ma'am, and uh, see you guys soon. Okay, bye. bye.